1: Of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about President Woodrow Wilson's 14 points. So grab your self-determination and let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am, once again, Lizzie Stewart.
1: And I am still Arden
2: Walentowski. And what can I say? Today, Today, this morning, we're talking about one of my greatest arch nemesis in this life. I Like, when I think of who my enemies are... <laughs> This is top list,
1: top of the list,
2: top three, Mm -hmm. top three. I, I would be open. Like I'm, I'm curious to hear from a Woodrow Wilson fanatic what the pros are of Woodrow Wilson. Like, can you name pros? Like, like genuinely, I'm asking.
1: I mean, I think he had a nice ensemble. He seems to be... Like well- what he wore? Yes.
2: He seems to be sure. a well-dressed
1: man. Um, I like his hat. I think he wore some good hats.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, he did love his first wife who died. He did love his first wife who died. We, lo- we love to see a man who loves his wife. Mm-hmm. I think probably he had
1: good intentions. Sure. Even though sometimes, oftentimes the repercussions of his actions or inactions
2: were drastic. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you're right. I feel like he, he wanted so desperately just to have peace on earth. Yeah. Just peace on earth. Like that was Mm -hmm. his whole thing. Wasn't a megalomaniac in the way that we've seen some presidents be. Right. I think, I think what just grinds my gears is the naivete that Mm -hmm. surrounds, I think that pursuit Yes. You know, I'm like yes. I. I want peace. I right, want right, peace. Right. right. However, I also will get my hands dirty if people aren't being peaceful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you aren't being peaceful enough, Lizzie will fuck your shit up. I will. I will to get you to some be heads. fucking peaceful.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I. I think that's what it is. Is I feel like I feel like I feel yeah. from him, and I felt from him. And again, if you have positive things to say about Woodrow Wilson, I I want to understand. I desperately want to understand. So let me know. Right, right, right. But right right now I feel as though I'm just always up against this feeling of, my guy, you just like, you're, 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 you're living in blissful ignorance, like blinders Mm -hmm. on, that's what I felt about Woodrow Wilson. Blinders are on. Yes. So we're gonna spend this episode talking about him and and this this thing that he did. <laughs> his speech which again is it, about his fourteen speech, points. Which isn't which isn't a bad like it's a good like I understand this is a good thing. Yes. Take. Yes. But I'm just also like I roll Woodrow. Like of course, of course, like one of the. Most significant things you did in your presidency was a speech you gave <laughs>
1: well, you I guess you can't you can't have a in these days in order to have a plan and tell people about a plan, mm-hmm. your hopes and dreams and desires. it had mm-hmm. to be in the form of a speech, of course, we did not have the tweet box, so
2: yeah, you know, I'm all about giving good speeches. I think yes. we've had we've seen many a good speech, but it's yes. it's I think. There have been other things as well. Sure. You sure, know. Sure. Sure. Like like JFK. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That, plus Cuban Missile Crisis. You know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Like, there's things that go with it. Right. Where's Virgil Wilson? I'm like, 14 points, great speech, and
1: And what did you do? What did you do?
2: What else? What's the actionable thing that we're like, you know what? You know where we can point to this great thing moment in history? We can point directly to Woodrow Wilson. I can't think of a single thing. I think. And neither can you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, No. No. uh, Normally, I'm sorry, guys. Normally we talk about something unrelated, but arden arden decided that she would throw me an episode about my greatest nemesis in this life so this is all i can think of and talk about
1: and you know what that's fair i threw i threw this at you and we're gonna talk about it for 45 minutes
2: give or take
1: so get all of your energies out the coffee's Get your gonna hit. Frustrations out. The coffee's gonna hit. <sighs> We're not. Both of us are on our first cup. So buckle up, Buttercup. Buckle up. It's gonna be a wild ride.
2: You know what I'm gonna try to do. What? This is what I, I'm gonna try to see how long I can remain impartial. Oh, I I give it a minute. Well, let's see. We'll see. Okay. Let's we'll see. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try because that's what a good. What do you call it? um, Historian. I'm not a historian, but that's yeah. what a good historian does is you know there's an impartiality impartiality sure 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 sure. in in telling what happened like we're gonna tell you what happened so you can decide how you feel and i'm gonna try to hold on as long as i can before i get mad (laughs) (laughs) Because I know, everybody's everybody's tired of hearing how mad I am with Woodrow Wilson, so I'm going to shake it up. I'm going to shake it up. Shake it up,
1: shake it up, shake it up, shake After it up. After I just
2: spent, what is it, five minutes bashing him, impartiality starts now. Starts now. It's right starts now. Starts now. So before we jump into this episode about President Woodrow Wilson's 14 points, do you want to tell us about the sources?
1: Sure, I would love mm. to. So we've got two heavy hitters. Yep. We've got the National Archives, a couple of links to the National Archives.
2: I want to live in the National Archives. I, I want to live there. I want to work there. How do I get in? I, I, I love the National Archives.
1: I imagine it to be, in my mind, I imagine yeah. it to be like a library in Hogwarts.
2: I was literally about to say the same thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I know in like reality that's stone not- stone everywhere. Yes. It just, yes. And like-
1: Dark and homey mm-hmm. and creepy and
2: lovely. There's a fireplace the size of me. Exactly. Tattered yeah. books, like, frayed Parchment.
1: edges, parchments.
2: Parchments. Parchments all around. Yeah. In reality,
1: I know that's not what it is because no. it's a government building.
2: Yeah. And it's I hope like, it's actually, like, well-ventilated, well-sealed. Right, right, There's right, no right. fireplaces. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: And, and I know that, like, a lot of the stuff that's on the National Archives website, like, I think just lives on the website, not... Yeah. You know, like, it's a lot of narrative to tell yeah. you about, the, you know, to tell you the stories of things. So I know that it's not what I imagine it to be in the library of Hogwarts, but one one can live in ignorant
2: bliss. One can live in ignorant br- bliss, and that's what we'll do. That's what we'll that's do. That's
1: what we'll do. So we've got some information from the National Archives and mm-hmm. from History.com.
2: Obsessed. Obsessed are two pillars. We're ready to rock and roll. Good vibes surrounding Woodrow Wilson. So before we get into the 14-point speech, let's just give a little bit of background so we know where we're coming from. So the 14-point speech of Woodrow Wilson was an address delivered before a joint meeting of Congress on January 8th, 1918, during which Wilson outlined his vision for a stable, long-lasting peace in Europe, the Americas, and the rest of the world following World War one, cool, cool, got it. Keeping my thoughts to myself and continuing <laughs> on. Wilson's proposal called for the victorious allies to set unselfish peace terms with the vanquished central powers of World War I, including freedom of the seas, the restoration of territories conquered during the war, and the right to national self-determination in such contentious regions as the Balkans. Okay, so let me say something positive about this. I, like, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Take a stab.
1: I, I, I see lots I, yeah. of positive things. There's, there's I see lots things, right? of positive things.
2: I, he's he's basically like, look, we, we won, and that's great. Yeah. However, we should not um, use this win to uh grab what is not ours we should not use this win to to line our own pockets with metaphorical riches and and rights and and privileges etc we should basically restore everything as it was give every everybody should give back what they took and we should go on their merry way right which i'm which in theory i'm like for sure for sure. I, prob- I probably would say the same thing. It's like,
1: y'all? I feel like in, in the past when we have pillaged and plundered or countries have pillaged and plundered, they've taken over, they've gone, and they've, you know, taken everything from a country and killed people. It didn't turn out great most right. times because nobody wants to be the victim of that. So right. basically he's saying, don't do that. Don't do Let's that. Let's give the countries back their dignity Correct. as much as we can
2: mm-hmm. as a
1: conquered Power, uh-huh. you know, like and and let's let's set them on their merry way. Let's start the slate clean.
2: Yeah, 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 yes. I think the the biggest concern I have, and and again, and it's the concern I have is because I have had knowledge of what happens after World War One. It's called World War Two. Sure. And I think that this approach. Not necessarily the the like, you know, don't take what is not yours, give back what you took, that's that sort of thing. I think that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is, and we'll see, in this sort of like overall arching statement, it's like for sure. But also we have to remember that the uh, central powers, ha- like what are the repercussions for sort of leading us all into a global war? Right, 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 right. You know, like, like, yes, yes, let's be uh, let's be unselfish in our peace talks. But also, how are we going to reprimand these countries for sort of leading us all into a Mm -hmm. war that killed hundreds of thousands of people? Right. And sunk the Lusitania, which if you haven't listened to our episode on that, you have to go listen to our episode on the sinking of the Lusitania, Period. <laughs> it's homework. It's homework. It's homework. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm, okay, great. Right now. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Okay. That's a status check. Status, status check status. on like this overarching. Love the themes, but like a little cautious. A little sure. cautious about how sort of um, ethereal this speech sounds so far. Okay. Well, let's let's talk
1: about the speech. Let's okay. get into it. In his speech, Wilson itemized 14 strategies to ensure national security and world peace. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot for a speech. To I do. was
2: just, it was on the tip Sound of my tongue. I was like, like a hefty loft for a speech. I can't wait to find out. And of course, of course, we're going to go through every single uh, point. I can't wait to see where we could have consolidated. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. This is going to it remind
2: is... me of our Articles of Confederation episode. Two, I think it was a two-part episode that we did many oh, moons ago. we couldn't ago. do it in one. No, yes. And we went through every single article. That's where we discovered all of the fear of pirates for this uh-huh. new nation that we had. And fear um, of
1: periods and punctuation just so, run on sentences. So bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. So I'm like... curious to see how this yes. stacks up to that. Great. Let's let's see. Several points addressed specific territorial issues in Europe, but the most significant sections set the tone for post-war American diplomacy and the ideals that would form the backbone of US foreign policy as the nation achieved superpower status. In the early 20th century, so mm-hmm. I give it to Wilson and trying to like take ownership of this new role and structure American diplomacy in a shifting dynamic with other world powers like that. Yeah, that is a hef- That is a big job. It is. It's a, a big, a big job. job.
2: It's a big. It's a. You know what? It's a big job. However, you are the president of the United States. What else are you supposed to do other than the big jobs? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. This is me. This is me being impartial.
1: (laughs) I'm still still impartial. (laughs) You're working really hard. You're working really hard at it. I thought that was was
2: incredibly kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is a big job. It's a big job. And... I think, I think we're, we're going to keep going. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wilson could foresee that international relations would only become more important to American security and global commerce. He advocated for equal trade conditions, arms reductions, and national sovereignty for former colonies of Europe's weakening empires. Which I think, great, great. And And he's got this whole, like, you know, I forget what it is, like, national... Like, um, not national destination. What are the words I'm trying to think of? Like, like you know, so- like sovereign nations driving their own direction, mm-hmm. which is like another thing that's good in theory until you get a Hitler and you're like, this is not a national direction that <laughs> anybody sure. should be abiding. Sure, I'll say Period. I'll say
2: two things in in defense of Woodrow Wilson, which I never thought I would say. Number one, oh, Lord. I know. Number one, I do think this idea of sovereignty for these kind of, uh, you know, for conquered nations or nations who had been under, let's say, imperialistic type of regimes, that's kind of a concept that we haven't really seen from any other superpower, like advocating for that. Now, with that said, it's not as though the U.S. had anything to really lose by advocating for that because they don't have... Like, I think if the U.S. Oh, sure. had territories or they had conquered areas, then oh, absolutely. they probably wouldn't be advocating for this. So it's e- I think it's easy for Woodrow right. to be like, yeah, they should they should rule themselves. Let that, them do what <sighs> they want. Seems absolutely. like the right thing to do. Right. Sounds good. But, we wanted that. Right. So, I, you know, for what it's worth, I think this is the first time we're kind of seeing a superpower of this stature say something like that. Whereas, yeah. you know, because all of the other superpowers, they are the ones that have... The conquered nations under them right right but we love we love that we love that and i forgot my second point so that was right. that was well, only it'll, come point that me. it'll come back to it'll come back to me it always does yeah
1: one of wilson's purposes in delivering the 14 point speech was to present a practical alternative to the traditional notion of international balance of power preserved by alliances among nations belief in the viability of which had been shattered by World War one and to the Bolshevik inspired dreams of world revolution that at the time were gaining ground both within and outside of Russia so he's trying to break apart this idea that like you only get balance if you get countries aligned with cert- aligned with one another yeah and, and and then aligned against other groups of c- countries and nations he's trying yeah. to break that down.
2: For somebody who, and this isn't a criticism, it's more just an observation. For somebody who, at least through most of World War I, was very isolationist in not wanting Mm -hmm. to get involved with any, any kind of conflict that had nothing to do with the United States. It's interesting to me now that he has this stance of, we all now need to unite under what... We believe like balance of power is like we all have to stay in agreement you know it's it just it it's weird to me that like he now wants all of this kind of like uniformity and agreement and peace Mm -hmm. talks with nations and countries that before not that we didn't want like peace or whatever but before it was kind of like you do your thing i'll do my thing but now it's like, in order for us to succeed as a global entity, we all have to be aligned,
1: right? Well, I think you he very quickly probably realized that like I can <laughs> I can say you do you and I'll do me, but if everybody's not abiding by that, it doesn't actually work, right? Like you know, like if everybody's right, if everybody's operating under a different you know dogma or a different international relation idea, you know, by country, then I, you. You can't actually do that. <laughs> you right. can't You can't just agree to, like, go our own way if nobody else is agreeing to go their own way.
2: <laughs> For sure. It's sort of like we should have entered World War I probably five years before we actually entered World War I. Probably. Probably. Obsessed. 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 Keep going, Woodrow. Keep going.
1: So, like the man himself, Wilson's 14 points were liberal, democratic, and idealistic. He spoke in grand and inspiring terms, but was less certain of the specifics... Of how his aims would be achieved.
2: You know, broad strokes. Broad strokes. gen Like, in general, this is how I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is the 14 points. Yeah. Um, And to be fair, again, to Woodrow, who I've never fair to, but to be fair, I would say a lot of these types of speeches fall in this category of oh, more yeah. broad strokes rather than actual... Uh, right planning. I think we saw that right. a lot in a lot of our founding fathers' oh, documents. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. this this nation was founded on two good ideas and a bunch of general vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that that sums up the like like the Declaration of Independence is is only general generalities of like we yep. should have these ideas and that makes a nation.
1: Right. So in his January 8th, 1918 speech on war aims and peace terms, President Wilson set down his 14 points as a blueprint for world peace that would be used for peace negotiations after the war. The details of the speech were based on reports generated by the Inquiry, oh, which is the name of a group of about 150 political and social scientists organized by Wilson's advisor and longtime friend, Colonel Edward M. House. Their job was to study allied and American policy in virtually every region of the globe and analyze economic, social, and political facts likely to come up in discussions during the Peace Conference. The team began its work in secret, and in the end, produced and collected nearly two thousand separate reports and documents, plus at least one thousand two hundred maps. The inquiry. What a great name! The inquiry.
2: Name. A great name. Great name. Who are we? We're the
1: inquiry. We're the inquiry.
2: I am curious, though, about the demographic of these one hundred and fifty political and social scientists. Oh, like, honey, are all they white all guys? Well, well of course but are they all american are they european and american are they you know are are any right. of them from any of these nations that woodrow is saying like give them sovereignty like i would imagine no i just think i think it would be a really curious um be really curious to know what that demographic was because because my gut is telling me it's 150 political and social scientists that are american coming up with this
1: i mean probably Uh, or or maybe not i mean like i can also see i can see them coming from the uk some european countries yeah like the Mm -hmm. uk or some european like friendly friendly european countries because i think if you're going to do this it would be really to only have information coming from one side like you're only getting confirmation bias which is right. not a term i don't think that was around back then but
2: but would you be surprised if no
1: they were all american no. that's what i'm saying i wouldn't be surprised no love it so in his speech wilson directly addressed what he perceived as the causes for the world war the first world war by calling for the abolition of secret treaties a reduction in armaments, an adjustment in colonial claims in the interests of both Native peoples and colonists, and freedom of the seas. Wilson also made proposals that would ensure world peace in the future. For example, he proposed the removal of economic barriers between nations, the promise of, quote, self-determination, which was the term I was looking for earlier, for oppressed minorities and a world organization that would provide a system of collective security for all nations. Since 14 points were designed to undermine the Central Powers' will to continue and to inspire the Allies to victory. The 14 points were broadcast throughout the world and were showered from rockets and shells behind the enemy (sighs) lines. Holy fuck!
2: Okay, okay, that's metal. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's my ideas. Fucking take a billet. Take Take a a billet. Take a billet.
2: What's so interesting to me is... Like, again, I do not disagree with any of the the uh, big goals of the 14 points, all for it. But I love that it's in context of, like, um, this, if we do this, it'll undermine the central powers, which, true. Right. As though the allied powers are not also guilty of... You know, there being economic disparity and right, and right. Ke- keeping you know self determination and oppressing the minorities, like it undermines both. <laughs> sure, <laughs> because yeah, because both are operating and benefiting off of the same system, including the United States to some to some degree. I don't think as extreme as Europe because again, we don't have the kind of colonial element at this time that that Europe European countries do, but. I think, I I don't know if there's like an awareness that um, this would not benefit the European allied countries as well. Right. But I love it. Go off, Woodrow. Go off. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors.
0: Grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Realm. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
2: Alright, let's get into the 14 points. Oh boy. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see how much we could trim. So here we go. Point number one, and this is this is from this is the text. I am reading, we are gonna read the text as it was written and spoken by Woodrow Wilson. Can you believe it? Never thought this day would come. So number one: open covenants of peace. Openly arrived at, after which there shall be no private international understandings of any kind, but diplomacy shall proceed always frankly and in the public view. This is going to be a long 14 points if they're all written like this.
1: Oh, they get longer, but also this is so ideal, like, no secret, like, no, no secret negotiations, no secret deals, everything out in the open. 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 I get why you want that, but also yeah. that's not – you will always have to make a secret deal even in order to achieve something good.
2: Yeah. don't. Yeah. But – okay, great. That's point number one, y'all. Point number Let's, one. It, all out in the open. Point number two. Absolute freedom of navigation upon the seas, outside territorial waters, alike in peace and in war – except as the seas may be closed in whole or in part by international action for the enforcement of international covenants. I never like, I never like it when there's a, a big, a big point, but there's an exception already within the point. I'm like, if we're already <laughs> making exceptions for the point, the point is null and inv- void Like, re- rework the point.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's just saying, like, Aside from the waters that abut your lands, the rest is fair game. The rest
2: is fair game.
1: Except in a time
2: of... International covenants? International (laughs)
1: covenants?
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, great. Open seas, open diplomacy. We want to be open. That's first two points. Point number three. The removal, so far as possible, of all economic barriers and the establishment of an equality of trade conditions among all the nations consenting to the peace and associating themselves for its maintenance. For sure, for sure. Again, this is like, for sure. Ow. (laughs) Right, right, right. Point number four adequate guarantees given and taken that national armaments will be reduced to the lowest point consistent with domestic safety. I assume armaments is like weapons? Weapons, weapons. Mm.
1: But this to me, like this whole thing to me so far reads like, um, like the the Paris climate deal or whatever that was, you know, like, or, or like all of the climate deals, unless you're going to put in like by twenty. 40. We want to yeah. have a 5 a 0.5% reduction in this kind of greenhouse gases from these five countries. Yeah. Like and you give them money and goal like money and benchmarks and all of that in order to be able to do it just saying remove all of the armaments.
2: Yeah, but, uh, is dumb. Get, put your weapons <laughs> down. Put your, your weapons, weapons down. down. This is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Number 5. A free, here's that word again, open-minded, an absolutely impartial adjustment of all colonial claims based upon a strict observance of the principle that in determining all such questions of sovereignty, the interests of the populations concerned must have equal weight with the equitable claims of the government whose title is to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. But again, this this is the point to me that I'm like, yeah, Europe's not gonna like this across no. the board, No, 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 the board, no, no. I mean, we're talking about this is the time when the the sun never sets in Britain because they have so much because <laughs> they have so many countries over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like that's that's this time. Yeah, number six, the evacuation of all Russian territory and such a settlement of all questions affecting Russia as will secure the best and freest cooperation of the other nations of the world in obtaining for her an unhampered and unembarrassed opportunity for the independent determination of her own political development and national policy, and assure her of a sincere welcome into the society of free nations under institutions of her own choosing and, more than a welcome, assistance uh, also of every kind that she may need and may herself desire that was one sentence that was one One sentence sentence. one sentence which included the use of the word
1: (laughs) welcome twice twice welcome twice used in a singular sentence about russia
2: yeah so basically he's like we're gonna we're gonna take russia under our wing Mm -hmm. and 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 get her stabilized Mm-hmm. Because because of what the Bolsheviks are going crazy at this point, I assume
1: they're trying it, to yeah
2: yes. So the Bolsheviks are going crazy. They're like, okay, we can't have that. <laughs> That's crazy. So let's get rid of all that. No, not, none of that. And we all come together and we put our arms around Russia and we say, hey, we've we've got you. While we stabilize you, get you nice and set up. Uh huh. We'll get you. We'll get you. Food, detox you. you. Water. We'll detox you. Enough, of, enough be great. of the revolutions. Gonna be great. You can't You're go gonna be able to no. Killing the leaders. No more of that. No, no and no. And once you feel good, then you'll be okay.
1: And then we'll welcome you with open arms.
2: Yes. And then we'll welcome you again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. With welcome. more than a welcome. More welcome. than a welcome. welcome. More than a welcome. And what's funny is I, there's still another sentence to this point. So here's the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The treatment accorded Russia by her sister nations in the months to come will be the acid test of their goodwill, of their comprehension of her needs as distinguished from their own interests and of their intelligent and unselfish, there's that word again, sympathy. Yeah, they're basically like, he's like, if you guys can restrain yourselves enough to not jump on Russia and steal all of her shit, that'll that'll give russia um faith in you in you right. the countries to be welcomed to feel that they are welcome to, feel to that not they continue welcome. this bolshevik revolution nonsense so be nice so be, be nice kind be kind be courteous be courteous be
1: patient and be russia patient. Mm-hmm, will come back
2: mm-hmm. Very interesting. stronger
1: and better than ever
2: yeah with everything going on and not that What's going on in Russia at this time isn't a big deal. But it is interesting that that Russia herself has an entire point, an entire point dedicated to it. And not like, or maybe it does. Do we have a whole point on Germany? I don't think we do. That's hilarious. That is hu- hilarious that the sort of like main perpetrator of World War I <laughs> doesn't have its own point. Yeah therein lies the rub okay continuing on point number seven halfway through do you feel are you seeing the groundwork for this sort of masterpiece of world peace i do i'm seeing it i'm seeing it belgium the whole world would agree (laughs) this is what this is what he said belgium the whole world would agree must be evacuated and restored without any attempt to limit the sovereignty which she enjoys in common with all other free nations. No other single act will serve as this will serve to restore confidence among the nations in the laws which they have themselves set and determined for the government of their relations with one another. Without this healing act, The whole structure and validity of international law is forever impaired. He loves this concept of evacuating and restoring, which Mm -hmm. I can only mean, I can only glean to mean as he wants to get rid of who's in power right now and restore diplomacy. Prior power? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's like, we got to get, to me, it seems like, because it's, it's, feels like similar with Russia and I'm sure with the, the rest of the countries that he's about to list in a, in a single point. Yeah. It's like, get rid of who was in charge, which I'm like, totally fair, because the people who were in charge surely led them into the central powers and the conflict of World War One. Right. So it's like, get rid of them. And then the, the country can decide who to put in next. Which is a interesting It's an interesting choice. It's an because interesting choice. Hitler
1: was elected. Sure was.
2: But again, Germany's not a part of this list. No,
1: no, no. Germany's not in here. No, no. <laughs> no, no. No,
2: no. I just uh, I know. I just I'm not it's special.
1: It's like, there, he's yeah. going to go through and say, like, all of these countries who are our friends, mm-hmm. take out the bad leaders, get back the good leaders, except mm-hmm. Germany. <laughs> Fuck Germany. I just... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just, he's, it's like, does <laughs> Germany, Germany deserves what it gets, is basically, like, kind of what he's saying, which is the worst... I mean, he's not saying that. He's not including Germany in his, let's be kind and nice to these countries and... The people there, and let's be, let's have better right. relations and more philanthropic relations, and and holistic healing, and all yes, of that.
2: Yes, part. yes, yes, yes. Which, which I'm like for sure. Like you know, if the approach is like let's, we have to take a totally different approach for Germany because what they did is like out of control. I'm like for sure, but yeah, got, yeah, got. I bring it up in the 14 points, you even know. just to say, see my other speech about Germany. <laughs>
1: Like, the fifteenth, the fifteenth point is just the fifteenth
2: point is like, don't you worry. There's a whole other speech coming about what we're gonna do with Germany. Right. So let's talk about point eight. Great.
1: Which is about the French territories. Super. Super. I can't.
2: I can't even imagine what he's gonna say.
1: <laughs> uh, take a guess. All French territories should be freed. Perfect. Sure. And the sure and the invaded portions restored. Great. And the wrong done to France by Prussia, oh, there we go, Prussia, in 1871, Oh, oh we're going back, in the matter of Alsace-Lorraine, which has unsettled the peace of the world for nearly 50 years, should be righted in order that peace may once more be made secure in the interest of all.
2: Here's the thing. I He's am not- He's used
1: in this speech
2: i know we are going back in time and i'm just i kind of want to be like woodrow we gotta focus mm-hmm. if you want to address this conflict from 1871 for sure sure but ha- sure. how how should be righted how are we gonna write it how should we write it how should we write what it that that thing what do you what what are you recommending you know because otherwise it's kind of like cool i think if they knew how to write it it would have been right
1: Right. Number nine, a readjustment of the frontiers of Italy should be affected along clearly recognizable lines of nationality. Okay. You
2: know, it's you know interesting as we kind of like tick off these countries, right? There's nothing there's he's written nothing about what the United States should do. I know. No, he's just he's just the leader of the United
1: States telling everybody else what to do. Yeah. And
2: granted, like it's focused on the central powers who, correct, are supposed to atone for World War One, which I agree. But I'm also like. It does feel, again, as somebody who was very isolationist. For him to now be directing other countries as to what they should do and how we should approach international peace it's like you gotta pick a lane woodrow pick a lane right who's elaine i don't know her <laughs> number <That's> 10 just <laughs> i have no words <laughs> i have no words
1: ah, it's still early and my coffee is empty ah, ah.
2: don't worry we're, we have four more points about four four
1: more points countries <laughs> We're going, we're going. We still <laughs> got to talk about Hungary. Okay, here we go. Number 10. The peoples of Austria-Hungary, whose place among the nations we wish to see safeguarded and assured, should be accorded the freest opportunity to autonomous development. Mm-hmm. Another term for self-determination. Yes. He had, what's that book that's like, mm. what's the book? He thesaurus. Had a, a thesaurus. Yes. He had a thesaurus. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes.
2: I'm starting to feel as though points, let's see, um uh six through, I'm gonna say thirteen could have been one point, which is anybody anybody who lost World War One, they should be we should get rid of their leaders, we should let the people decide what they want to do with themselves and move on. Right. But instead we went country by country. Country by country by country. Super. Yep. Keep going.
1: Okay, number 11, Romania, Serbia, and Montenegro should be evacuated. Mm -hmm. There's that term again. Mm -hmm. Occupied territories restored. Serbia accorded free and secure access to the sea and the relations of several Balkan states to one another determined by friendly counsel along historically established lines of allegiance and nationality and international guarantees of the political and economic independence and territorial integrity of the several Balkan states should be entered into. All one line, all one sentence.
2: It's like, for sure.
1: Yeah, great. For sure. For sure. And what happens if they don't? Right. Like, what's the negative?
2: I am willing to bet. That not a single person in the 150 uh, political scientists that um, came up with all this research that helped determine these 14 points were from any of these countries. No. That's my theory. I could be wrong. I'm always willing to Mm -hmm. be wrong. In fact, I'm often wrong. But it just doesn't feel like... Because this is just...
1: Well, because why would they do that? They're like, we won. We're going to... Like, we're going to... We're going to determine how the rest of the world responds now that we've we've won we're going to tell everybody we're going to determine the rest of this the end of this conflict and the outcomes of what should happen next yeah number 12 okay the turkish portion of the present ottoman empire should be assured a secure sovereignty but the other nationalities which are now under turkish rule should be assured an undoubted security undoubted is not a is that a word
2: this is 1918. All that's right. Undoubted.
1: Great. Undoubted. In this
2: in this document, it's a word. It's a word.
1: But the other nationalities which are now under Turkish rule should be assured an undoubted security of life and an absolutely unmolested opportunity of autonomous development and the Dardanelles should be permanently opened as a free passage to the ships and commerce of all nations under international guarantees.
2: It's just, this is, he's trying to do too much with a single speech. It's a lot.
1: We threw in the word unmolested there. Undoubted. 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 Lots of uns. Lots of uns. Let's make it, you know what? Let's turn it around. Let's make it positive speech. Positive, pro- Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. action-oriented speech yeah number 13 okay okay here we go this one's for my people great an independent polish state should be erected which should include the territories inhabited by indisputably polish populations which should be assured a free and secure access to the sea and whose political and economic independence and territorial integrity should be guaranteed by international covenant. Give us Poland! Give us Poland. Hello? Include the territories inhabited by indisputably Polish populations. Who are they? Not
2: the disputable Polish populations. No, no, no.
1: We don't want them. We want the indisputable Polish populations.
2: Yes. Okay, great.
1: The last point... Point number fourteen: A general association of nations must be formed under specific covenants, for the purpose of affording mutual guarantees of political independence and territorial integrity to great and small states alike. Like, we need a body. We need an overseeing body,
2: which, like, eventually does happen. And like, to the, to to his credit, like, we do we do end up forming. An international community of like-minded countries. Right. Which we love to see. Right. That could, like, that could, that should have been the whole speech. It's like, we need to come together and all agree right. on international terms, not, let me lay out point by point what each state should do with themselves. Right. And and it's the only way to achieve international peace. I'm like... This is like we just not to say that we waste it because it's important to know what each point was. But I'm like, this could have been an email. This could have <laughs> been an email. Yes,
1: we didn't. We did not need to have a
2: meeting about this. We did not need a joint session of Congress to walk through what like, put it on parchment and send it around. My God, and then they
1: and then they dropped it from from planes behind yeah. enemy lines. <laughs> and and they're like, like just like, so uh, you know. Okay, boom. <laughs> cool. Could you imagine just getting like point number two, or like point number
2: thirteen? And I'm like, oh my, like my God, you're God, are we doing and- every country in the world? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. I'm like, good oh, lord, we're really going around the world in fourteen points. We are, and we are. So that was the fourteen points. Let's talk about the outcomes of this. Riveting speech. This this very specific and actionable speech. <laughs> Wilson hoped to keep a conflict-ridden Russia in the war on the Allied side. This effort was met with failure as the Bolsheviks sought peace with the central powers at the end of 1917, shortly after taking power following the Russian Revolution. So throughout World War One, we're trying to keep Russia from going. To the dark side. We're trying to keep them. And the Bolsheviks are like, actually, I'm feeling the vibe of the Central Powers. Yes. In other ways, however, Wilson's 14 points played an essential role in world politics over the next several years. The speech was translated and distributed to the soldiers and citizens of Germany and Austria-Hungary and contributed to their decision to agree to an armistice in November of 1918. Okay. So there's a positive. There is a positive. There is a positive. I mean, honestly, if I'm Germany and the central powers, I'm kind of like, well, this is all we have to do. Sure. Right. Like, it's not like, again, Germany's not mentioned at all in any of this. So I'm like, well, you know, if you're not going to like sanction us, then all right, we'll stop. We'll stop. At the Paris Peace Conference, Wilson had to contend with the leaders of the other victorious allied nations who, (laughs) surprise, surprise, disagreed with many of the 14 points and demanded stiff penalties for Germany and the Treaty of Versailles. Yes, this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, sovereignty? No, what are you talking about? Wilson, shut up. Shut Shut up. up. You don't know what you're talking about? Your country
1: wasn't nearly destroyed and taken over.
2: I mean, I I can imagine, like, you know, Winston Churchill being like, you didn't even mention Germany? And we have a whole section on Poland? (laughs) What? What? My guy. Importantly, Wilson urged the establishment of an international governing body of United Nations for the purpose of guaranteeing political independence and territorial integrity to great and small countries alike. His idea gave birth to the short-lived League of Nations. The more viable United Nations would come into existence only after the conclusion of another devastating global conflict, World War II. So, yes, okay, big positive thing is that uh, this, this was the seed for the League of Nations, which was the seed for the United Nations, which is now, uh, you know, still stands today. I think that's great. Right. I think that we could have still accomplished that while having a much more robust response to what happened in World War 1. And like if if this if this is like Woodrow being like here's how we're going to get peace, which is by punishing no one, just getting rid of the leaders, restoring everybody to how it was, everybody has access to the sea, Sera, sera. Like, that's what I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all idealistic and it's all like, it's 10 points of like, not helpful country yeah. by country. Yeah. Get rid of this and restore this. It's so like, easy. Fact- I don't understand. Why don't you the- just do it? Just do it. Just do it. I say it. The fact that the other allied countries were like, um, What? Leads me to believe that none of them had any hand in any of these points. Like, like Wilson should have sent this around and been like, guys, this is what I'm thinking for peace. Here's my here's my first draft. Here's my first. This this is it's a first draft. This is a first draft. This is like where you get all the bad ideas out and you're like, here we go. And then you start editing and refining and coming up with like, "Okay, what is the narrative? How do I get from point A Mm -hmm. to point B? Yeah. How do I like what's the action here? yeah oh
1: woodrow i know he really oh man he had good intentions
2: the good intentions i am not i'm not i'm not shaming his intentions but like Mm -hmm. again it's the naivete i'm like yeah we 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 are closing the chapter on a on the most horrific war ever seen on on earth ever Mm -hmm. world war one And your response to that is to be like, everybody, like, let's get rid of the bad people who are in Mm -hmm. place and let's put in the good people and let's go on our merry way. I'm like, that doesn't, it's just like, to me, this is bad diplomacy because it, it completely ignores or negates the fact that like terrible things were done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and it also like blissfully ignores what the actual setup of the world is and again like i am all about getting rid of colonialism but there's like no acknowledgement that like colonialism exists in the allied powers (laughs) which is to me i'm like you you can't you can't have it both ways you can't have like these certain countries get rid of their sovereign nations and not these You know what I mean? I'm like, it's got to be everybody. You got, you got to address it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, there have been many arguments about like, why, how, why is, why does the United States get to say anything or, you know, get to tell people what to do or have any say in a Mm -hmm. conflict when they clearly have issues that are unresolved? For sure. You know, like, why do you get to say anything about how we treat our people when you had slavery? For sure. You know? For sure. You know?
2: Which again, which is why um, it's so ironic that this isolationist guy is now like all up in it. Right. You know? Yeah. He's just he's a man of multitudes in a way that just exhausts me. It exhausts I'm exhausted by Woodrow Wilson. That's what I have to say. But that is the end of our episode on the 14 points. I think I did I think I did pretty well with not bashing him. Just you did great. Fun.
1: You did great. I, I think you gave him opportunity to succeed. I did. You let you 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 acknowledged what he was trying to do
0: mm-hmm. and
1: determined his major flaw, which is that which is his gross oversight, yeah, of the faults of the allied powers. Yeah. The lack of actionable items. Yep. And The kind of ridiculous idea that this, that the United States would be the determining power of the outcomes of all these countries when we have no say or right or foothold really in any of them. Right.
2: Correct. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So as always, Woodrow, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that's the end of our episode. And in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you'd like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.